With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Rams Up Your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to Season 2, Episode 45 of Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. This is our 122nd podcast overall. Going to keep it going here. We're also at over 4,000 views on our YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. Trying to drop five, six-minute videos right after each game, providing some instant feedback. And then following that up with our podcast next morning. So please check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, like those videos, and get the conversations going on there. How do you find our YouTube channel? Well, you can just search for LA Rams Up on YouTube or go to our website, ramsup.com. There's a YouTube link right there. This episode dedicated mostly to a preview of the Rams Cowboys game, where the Rams hopefully will get well real fast. We also have another segment of our who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed, taking the heartbeat of fan bases across the NFL. And then we'll get to our Rams up straight up game picks for week five. 
quickly get through some notes. I'll give you some good news from the Rams' perspective. Alaric Jackson, only four pressures in 119 pass-blocking attempts. Rob Havenstein, 10 pressures in 170 pass-blocking attempts. So both of those guys are playing okay. David Edwards was reported as limited in Wednesday's practice. That's actually a good sign. Love to get him back. David Long also limited, so we may get a cornerback back as well. The bad news, Coleman Shelton, who was playing pretty well, I think, out four to six weeks. The Rams are considering activating Matt Skura. He would probably play backup to Jeremiah Colonnay, I would assume. And a little bit of bad news as well. Brian Allen, Kobe Durant, and Jordan Fuller all not practicing all highly questionable for Sunday against the Cowboys. And one note on the Cowboys, uh, in my preview, I've already made the assumption that Dak is not playing. I don't know if that's a done deal, though. I think he's out. Jerry Jones says he's out. And with Cooper Rush, their backup quarterback, playing pretty well, I'm thinking Dak isn't going to play. Some additional notes, stats pulled off. Our favorite social media platform, Twitter, Aaron Donald, has generated multiple quarterback pressures in 56 straight games. The longest streak since next-gen stats started doing their thing, that's going back to 2016. If you're a Ram fan, that probably comes as no surprise. Sean McVay and Stafford both backing up Allen Robinson, saying the lack of his targets is not really his fault. I'm not sure I'm completely buying that. I don't know what's going on there. I see Robinson open at times. Stafford just rarely go in his direction. I think that's got to change. They got to mix it up with somebody else, get some other receivers more highly involved. Hopefully that would be Robinson. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Allen Robinson. Not buying McVay and Stafford 100% on this. I'd be happy to see Brandon Powell get more touches. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Could this be the week we see Lance McCutcheon? I doubt it. I still think he's a redshirt. Maybe we'll see him later. Maybe we'll see him at some point. But I think it's still a little early for him. Highest graded Rams from the 49er game on offense, Cooper Cup 78.3. On defense, Bobby Wagner 76.4. I mean, those are good numbers, but, but a little disappointing that that's what our highest graded players came away with. Rams-Cowboys, it opened up. I think it was six and a half. Now it's at four and a half or five, depending on where you look. Most of the experts picking the Rams in this one from what I've seen. Pete Prisco made a good point. Cooper Rush has four starts, three of them this year. And Prisco seems to think that that's about how long it takes for good defensive coordinators to get a book on a quarterback. Let's hope that's the case. Maybe this is the game Cooper, I almost said Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush comes back to earth. And I'm going to quickly defend our offensive line. I know they played poorly overall, but think about this. Three guys on the interior, Bobby Evans, Jeremiah Colonnay, and Alaric Jackson. And the Niners, one of the better defensive lines, one of the best defensive ends in the league, a great linebacking core. They're running stunts against these guys. It's pretty predictable that they would have a hard time in that situation How many snaps do you think those three had together at those spots? I'm guessing not very many, even on the practice field I'm talking about. So given a week's practice, assuming the Rams have figured out who's going to be starting, 
they should perform better against the Cowboys. I certainly hope so. And I also want to defend our defense real quickly here. You know, if Darion Kendrick breaks up that pass or Taylor Rapp makes that tackle, 49ers might have came out of that game with 10 offensive points, maybe 13. You never know. But that was actually a pretty good effort by our defense. A couple of breakdowns, and that was it. A lot of people overreacting. I feel really good about this unit right now, actually, and I think they're going to have a standout day against the Cowboys. And speaking of the Cowboys, we'll be back in a second. We'll get into our preview of this Week 5 game. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets. And check this out. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. How about this NFL Week 5 parlay? Take the Falcons in the points over the Bucks, and take the Packers giving up the points against the Giants. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's get into this week five matchup. The Dallas Cowboys visiting SoFi Stadium. These two teams have quite a history. Haven't played as many times as you would think. 36 times. It's all tied up. 18 wins apiece. Last time they played the 2020 season opener, the Rams win 20 to 17. Remember that game at the Coliseum was a lot of fun. That was that game with the late call on Michael Gallup for pushing off on Jalen Ramsey. Cowboys might have won if the refs didn't throw the flag on that one. To me, the most memorable game, and there are a lot of them. You know, Rams hammered the Cowboys in the playoffs back in the day. But the one that I always remember is October 1st, 2017. Rams 35, Cowboys 20. And to me, that was Sean McVay's coming out party. There was a particular play. Jared Goff hits Todd Gurley with a little pass, and he takes it the distance. That was a game where the Cowboys thought they had it won. It was only in the first half, and I still remember Zeke taking off his jersey, adjusting his shoulder pads, and he just had this look on him like, hey, we got this one in the bag. But the Rams stepped up. This, to me, was the advent of the Sean McVay Los Angeles Rams that play from Goff to Gurley and the win over the Cowboys. And that was in Dallas. Pretty quiet crowd by the end of that one. Cowboys are coached by Mike McCarthy in his third year. I think most Cowboy fans thought he wouldn't make it this long. Key players, Dak Prescott, but he will not play in this one. Still having trouble holding onto the ball, apparently. So Cooper Rush gets the start. Cooper Rush, 4-0 as a starter for the Cowboys. The first Cowboy quarterback ever to go 4-0 out of the gate. Tony Romo didn't do it. Roger Staubach didn't do it. Troy Eggman didn't do it. But Cooper Rush has. He has the fourth highest QBR in the league right now, so 
No pushover. He's holding that seat until Daka gets back, but he's doing a pretty darn good job. Other key players, Zeke Elliott, the running back, maybe in the twilight of his career, but still a dangerous guy. C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver. Zach Martin, the great offensive lineman. Demarcus Lawrence, Trevon Diggs, the cornerback. But most importantly, Micah Parsons, one of the best in the league, already has four sacks. A guy you have to account for on every play. He is the real deal. Their number one draft pick, 24th overall, tackle Tyler Smith. He's starting on the left side. He has taken over that left tackle starting job after one of the best in the business, Tyron Smith, was injured. A few Ram connections on this team. Jake McQuaid, the long snapper. He went over there followed Greg Zerline, who has moved on to the Jets. John Fassel, still their special teams coach. Skip Pete, their running back coach. He used to be with the Rams as well. What have they done so far this year? Well, they've won the games they're supposed to win, the Giants and the Commanders, and also knocked off the Bengals for good measure and lost to the Bucks on the opening weekend. And the Rams, as you know, two ugly losses, two so-so wins. So the Rams come in two and two, Cowboys three and one. So far, the Cowboys, their offense is middle of the pack, their defense seventh in yards per game. But keep in mind, two of those games against the Giants and Commanders, so So I'm not sure we have a good measuring stick on this team yet, but let's just say their defense is going to be a challenge, especially given the state of this Rams offense, the offense that we saw really struggle on Monday night. I'll be back in a second with my fearsome four keys to the game and a prediction. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Stafford slinging beautiful balls all over the field to Cooper Cup. And hey, if you're heading out to watch a game with a group of friends, maybe hitting your favorite sports bar, why not look your best? You need to get your hands on Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is included in their best valued bundle yet ever, Manscaped's Pocket Rockets, which also, by the way, includes the Weed Whacker, which I talked about last month. And you know, a lot of people don't realize this about the lawnmower. It is great. For facial trimming, your beard, your mustache, your neck. That's how I use it. And it's waterproof. You just jump into the shower, no mess to clean up in your bathroom or on your vanity, and off you go. Just holding the lawnmower in your hand, you can tell the quality, and it does an excellent job. I'm telling you, I use it on a regular basis now. So the Pocket Rocket package includes, among other things, the lawnmower and the weed whacker. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code RAMSUP. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code RAMSUP. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. Okay, back to this Cowboys-Rams game. What are my fearsome four keys to this game from the Rams' perspective? You know, it's getting more and more difficult in games like this to identify four keys, given the way the Rams played last week against the Niners, specifically their offensive line. I try to stay away from the obvious keys. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give up any gigantic splash plays, be efficient in the red zone. 
all those things apply every week, right? But as we move on to the Cowboys, another very good defense, it's pretty clear what the Rams have to do. I'm going to limit this fearsome four keys to really just two things. Number one, they need to patch up that offensive line. They don't need to be great. They don't need to be dominant. They just need to be better. They need to be efficient, protect Matthew Stafford, open up some running holes. And if they do that, you know, the other problem they had last week was getting into the end zone, being efficient in the red zone. And that's a that'll be a result of this first key, being able to drive down the field and put the ball in the end zone. And my fearsome key number two, again, something I've harped on already a lot. The Rams are missing speed on the outside right now. They don't have a vertical guy. Van Jefferson is still out. Tutu Atwell is not panning out. The Rams refuse to use Brandon Powell any more than maybe one run a game, apparently. The Rams need to find a way to mix it up a little bit, spread the ball around, be a little creative. And that also will contribute to the biggest problem overall, the end game last week, getting the ball into the end zone. So I'm going to leave it at that. Those two things, the offensive line getting patched up and playing just okay, just pretty good. And Sean McVay via Matthew Stafford injecting some creativity into this offense, mixing it up a little bit. Starting to sound like a broken record, so I'm going to end it right there. And for my prediction, I'm going to go with the same prediction I made last week, 23-13 Rams. And you know, my prediction last week wasn't really that far off. If Taylor Rapp makes that tackle after Darion Kendrick misses the pass to Debo, let's say the 49ers drive for a field goal in that situation. Let's say Matthew Stafford makes that pass to Tyler Higby and they score the touchdown there. And Stafford, in desperation time, doesn't throw that pick six. I still got it wrong, but I think 23-13 is a pretty good number for this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Rams need to get it into the end zone a couple of times and they will be fine. I think the Rams defense will be fine. Rams defense gave up 17 last week. I think they'll give up less this week. Just need the offense to come through with a couple of touchdowns. And there you have it. Rams 23, Cowboys 13. As promised, let's get into another segment of who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed, taking the pulse of fan bases across the country. How are NFL fan bases feeling after four weeks? I'm going to start with which fan bases are pumped. Well, the Cowboys fan base is pumped. They've managed to get to three and one without Dak Prescott. They're in the hunt in the NFC East, playing very well. Defense is playing really good, and they're relevant. Right now, they are relevant, and they roll into Los Angeles with a big showdown with the Rams. going to be a critical game for both teams, but no doubt about it, Cowboy fans are pumped, have to be pumped about their prospects after four weeks of the 2022 season. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, even more pumped is that fan base out in Philadelphia, the Eagles fan base, sat through a pouring rain, watched their team stumble out of the gate, fall behind the Jags 14 to nothing, and then just take over five takeaways. Eagles just plain 
good football across the board. Look like the best team in the NFC right now. I think that'll change. But nonetheless, the Eagles fan base is stoked right now. And you know what? I think the Atlanta Falcons fan base is pretty pumped. They get to 2-2. Two and two. They've been playing really good football. They could very easily be 4-0 if you think about it. They gave away that game late to the Saints. They almost came back and beat the Rams. And yet they're 2-2. Two and two. Nobody expected this out of the Falcons. They are not a bad football team. Now they have to be a little bummed. Cordell Patterson goes on IR. But I think they're going to be okay. This is a team on the rise. Probably not going to get it done this year, but the Falcon fan base is definitely pumped. And you know who else is pumped? How about the Seattle Seahawks fan base? I think a lot of Seahawks fans were dreading this year, just hoping it would slip by as quickly as possible. Let's get to next year's draft. And suddenly, Geno Smith outplaying Russell Wilson. That doesn't surprise me, actually. But Geno Smith, right now the fifth highest QBR Averaging 259 yards per game. And the Seahawks, they put up 48 on the Lions. Didn't see that coming. Suddenly, Seattle is sort of kind of relevant. Are they going to make the playoffs this year? No. Are they a team the Rams should still beat twice? Yes, they better. But still, Seahawks fans have something to cheer about. And another fan base that is pumped is the 49er fan base. Got to admit it. They win a kind of a must-win game for them. I kind of hate that term, actually, but there I am using it. But if they had fallen to one and three, two games behind the Rams, if they had lost at home to their arch rivals, it would have been devastating. But they pull it out, come out and play a really good game, especially on defense, and their fan base is pumped. But I'll tell you this about the 49er fan base. They're going to get pumped more than they should be. Let's not forget about that horrible loss to the Broncos. And the Bears, they lost to the Bears. It's a long season. 49er fans should be pumped, rightfully so, but don't overdo it because you're going to feel horrible in the morning. Who's pissed? Well, Ravens fans have to be pissed. They've had that big win against the Bills in their hands, in their grasp, and they let it get away. And Colts fans have to be pissed. Get out of the gate really slow. Bounce back with a big win against the Chiefs. And then they drop another one. They brought in Matt Ryan to supplement a really good running game. A pretty darn good defense. And they've got one win to show for it. I got a lot of teams in the perplexed column. I'll start with the Dolphins. You know, they got to be pretty pumped. But at the same time... Got to be a little worried about their quarterback and his future. I know he'll be back and he's going to play. He'll sit out a week, as he should. But still, long term, got to be concerned about Tua's health. This is a really good football team. I'm not sure how good they are without Tua, though. Cleveland Browns fans are just perplexed. Hey, our team is awesome. Oh, hold on. Our team sucks. And that's kind of how I feel about the Browns. They could be really good. They could be a playoff team, but they just cannot put things together consistently. Steelers fans are perplexed. They had a low bar this season, I think. Mitch Trubisky, the starting quarterback, looks like he's yielding to Kenny Pickett now. 
but they're already just one in three. This is a very proud franchise that is not used to being two games under 500 at any point in the season. This could be the year Mike Tomlin does not reach 500. Steeler Nation, the proud Steeler Nation, is perplexed. And Broncos fans have to be perplexed. And, you know, I called this. Russell Wilson is not the answer. The Broncos are really good defense. They have some weapons on the outside. Let's go get a quarterback. Let's go get a franchise quarterback. And, you know, maybe they should have brought in Geno Smith at this point, right? Another team that was overvalued by a lot of people. I'm not buying Bronco stock, Bronco fans. I don't think they're pissed yet. They're still holding out hope, but they have to be perplexed. And, uh, you know, our own Ram fan base is perplexed. I'm a little perplexed. Kind of disappointed in the direction this offense is going. At times, I'm, I'm really thrilled with some creativity, some different things McVay is trying, Skaronic at the fullback position, getting Kendall Blanton and Brandon Powell involved, and then targeting Cooper Cup on 20 straight passes, it seems like. I don't know. The defense I'm okay with. I mean, they gave up a couple big plays to the 49ers. They did not look good against the Bills. But remember, the 49ers, they only give up 17 points. I kind of banged on them, the team in general, after that game. Should have said, can't really fault the defense too much. They played pretty good overall. The offense really let them down. Where's this team go from here? They need to get healthy. They need to get Van Jefferson back, the offensive lineman back, a couple of cornerbacks. They were down six starters in that 49er game, right? Three offensive linemen, Van Jefferson, and two cornerbacks. That's a pretty big deal. Not giving up hope, that's for sure, but I'm a little perplexed, a little concerned. We need to go beat the Cowboys. And you know who's most perplexed? How about the Detroit Lions fan base? They have the greatest show on. I don't know what you have up there in Detroit. They have a great show going on up there in Detroit with the Lions. Let's just say that. Jared Goff getting it done. St. Brown and those running backs. The tight end, TJ Hawkinson, tearing it up. They put up 45 on the Seahawks without St. Brown, their best receiver. But then their defense gives up 48. This is a really fun team to watch, but they need the W's to show for it, right? So a little perplexed up there in Detroit. They must love going to the games. Need to start racking up some W's. And I think that's going to happen, but it better happen soon. I don't think Lion Nation is going to give up on this team because they're so much fun to watch. Got to give the Lions credit. They're going out there playing hard, just like their coach said they would, putting points up on the board, just having trouble stopping people. So there you have it. I've taken the pulse of the NFL fan bases, who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed. There are several teams that were on the cusp of being in one of these groups, but I'm going to leave it at that. I got five fan bases that are pumped, two that are pissed, and six that are perplexed. We'll revisit this in a couple of weeks. Time for our week five Rams up straight up game picks. Take a look back at last week. I actually did pretty well. I was 11 and five on the week. 
One behind Lorenzo and Mike, Lorenzo Reyes and Mike Florio, they both went 12-4 and four and therefore picked up a game on me. Pete Prisco, bad week for him, 9-7. and seven. So their overall standings, as we speak, and I'll update this after they publish their results. Mike, 38-26. and 26. Lorenzo and myself, 37-27. and 27. And Pete Prisco, falling behind, slipping 34-30. and 30. So I'm pretty happy where I'm at, tied with Lorenzo. What really helped me last week, I was the only one to pick the Falcons. So I picked up a game on the field there. This week, week five. There's a mix of really easy games to pick, or so I think, and some difficult games. Right from the get-go, that Thursday night game, Colts at the Broncos. I'm going to take the Colts. Just not impressed with the Broncos. Colts are a really capable team trying to get their act together. Is this the week Jonathan Taylor goes off against a good defense? I certainly hope so. I'm taking the Colts. Giants at the Packers. Packers, you know, these NFC teams, these better teams in the NFC, they all seem slightly flawed in one manner or another, including the Packers, but they'll take care of business against the Giants. That game's in England. Not sure who the quarterback for the Giants is going to be. Steelers at the Bills. Bills roll. Chargers at the Browns. The Browns at another team that's really hard to figure out. Up and down. This is a pretty good matchup. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Texans at the Jags. Jags will roll. Bears at the Vikings. The Vikings are going to make a run at the NFC North title. I'm telling you, they already are, really, right? Vikings win that one. And this, to me, is one of the more difficult games to pick. The Lions at the Patriots. Patriots at home. Lions offense off the charts. Patriots are going to figure them out, though, to some degree. They always do. Well, except for that Bills game last year. But I'm going to take the Lions. I think the Lions are the better team. Uh, Dare I say, man, I could be so wrong on this, but I'm going to go with the Lions. Another difficult game to pick. Seahawks at Saints at this point. Not sure who the quarterback for the Saints is going to be. I'll take the home team, the Saints. If the Seahawks win, they will be halfway to where they need to get to win that overbet I took on them over five and a half wins. Dolphins at the Jets. Tua's not going to play. Jets have some dudes. They are looking better every week. At some point, they are going to emerge as a good team, a team to watch out for. And I'm going to take the Jets in this at home. Another game, I'm probably going to be in the minority. I'm absolutely for sure going to be in the minority. So I'm either going to lose one to the field or I'm going to go one up on them. Falcons at the Bucks. You know, the Falcons are a team to be reckoned with as well. I think the Rams were good to get them early in the season. Don't want to play them later on, but I'm going to take the Bucks. Cordell Patterson going on IR, by the way. That's not going to help the Falcons cause. Titans at the Commanders. Commanders, they might be the worst team in the league right now. I'm going to take the Titans. 49ers at the Panthers. You know, the easy pick in this is to take the 49ers. The field is going to take the 49ers. The 49ers are the better team, but they're coming off an emotional win. And I I think they're the type of team that's going to have one good week, one bad week. I think this is going to be the bad week. And the Panthers save Matt Rule's job for another week. Eagles at the Cardinals. 
And this is going to be a fun game, but the Eagles are going to win. Cowboys at the Rams. Come on. It's the Rams, right? Bengals at the Ravens. This is a critical game, especially for the Bengals. Ravens kind of gave one away last week. I'm going to take the home team, the Ravens. In the last game, the Monday night game, Raiders at the Chiefs. This could be a really fun game, too. Don't count the Raiders out. The Chiefs looking like the class of that division. But remember, they stole a win against the Chargers. They lost to the Colts before handily beating the Bucks. I think a lot of people overreact. You know, a team wins one or two games in impressive fashion, and they forget about those duds a few weeks before. That's happening with the 49ers. It's happening with the Chiefs. Chiefs are a really good team, but let's not crown them quite yet. But I still think they beat the Raiders. And the Raiders go to one and four. Raiders are going to miss the playoffs this year. I think the only threat to the Chiefs in this division, to be honest with you, is the Chargers. But the Chiefs get the win at home against the Raiders. That's my Rams up straight up game picks for week five of the NFL. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.